Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. What's up, Rob? Oh, you know, just celebrating some independence. It sounds like a war zone outside. Yeah, it's awesome, huh? It's. I mean, it's kind of nice, but also real weird. I mean, like, at least, you know, you know, it's just people celebrating, but any other day, this would be really unnerving. Yeah. Well, I was just driving down the PCH from um, Pismo, that area, and you could see the fireworks lining mm. across the, uh, well, the coastline. But then when we got into North Hollywood, there was literally over the freeway. It's pretty cool. Well, like uh, a couple years ago, I went to Long Beach to see fireworks with my family. And then on the way back on the 110, you could just see fireworks everywhere. And yeah. It was actually really interesting because, I mean, so many of them are unofficial, you know, just illegal personal displays. Yeah. But um, I don't know, it was kind of cool just sort of seeing like a big, you know, wide view of the city with mm-hmm. just all sorts of little explosions around it. I mean, today, I don't think I've seen anything. I've just heard everything. Well, if you went to the rooftop of my building, you could see a 360 degree of oh. all the fireworks around the area. It's really cool. Do you have access to the roof? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, you bet I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's... um. I'm trying to think what, like, this has been a very eventful weekend. Sweet. Aside from, you know, marking the independence of the country and all that. Uh, we had, uh, there was a birthday party for Travis. Yeah, happy birthday again, Travis. Yeah, so that was, that was fun. We got to play some board games. We played Labyrinth and Labyrinth. Uh, Heroes, Heroes Quest. Quest, uh-huh. And um, also played some Uno. Heroes Quest, we've had that game since forever, and we just, he just learned how to play it, like, last year. Because, yeah, I'd already done two quests with him at a previous party, so this was uh, quest number three. That was probably the first time we learned to play it, was with you. And we've had it since we were, like, six years old. (laughs) Well, it's, and yeah, like, at least the the one we did, the campaign we did this time wasn't super hard. Because there were some hard ones before. This was a piece of cake, I thought. Yeah, this one was pretty good. And what, what character were you? We were the wizard. Yes, you were the wizard. But... Okay, according, because I was teamed with Mike, with um, Mike, I don't know what else to say, <laughs> Mike, this guy I've been dating, and uh, he is like, we're going to choose the wizard, because he, he, he was telling me he's the most powerful character, but then halfway through the game, he's like, he's the weakest, but I like a challenge, and well, I was like, oy vey. And plus, at least you guys were not afraid, and you weren't stingy with your spells. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, we um, like that. Because, yeah, I was... Uh, Pay it forward. I was the barbarian, <laughs> or as we called him, the Barbara. The Barbara. And, um, yeah, we went in swinging every single time. We fought a lot of things. Yeah. Often with the help of the wizard. And, of course, uh, the dwarf, Mitchell. Mitchell. Gosh. Yeah. What was the elf's name? Oh, my God. I've already forgotten. It was very involved. It was like six syllables or five syllables or something it was a lot of a lot of syllables. yeah our character our wizard was named after the dark wizard in fire and ice the ralph bakshi film oh yes i forgot necron yes yes necron, necron. Nice. super cool yeah that was fun yeah travis got super drunk he did well it's i, I but do it feel was his birthday yeah it's not a birthday celebration until whoever is actually celebrating is nearly incapacitated yes um, I think that that shot I gave him put him over the edge, though. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah, that was it. That was the, the end, turning just point. Head in hands for him. I hope yeah. he got home okay. Um, He's fine. <laughs> well, I know somebody drove him at least. He wasn't driving. Yeah, but you know, 
Um, and then, yeah, like, it's funny. And then, like, what, the next day, my niece had a birthday party. Oh, nice. Because uh, she, she turned one today on the 4th oh, of July. Oh, happy birthday. She gets fireworks every year for her birthday. That's so cute. Um, but, yeah, she's one. So um, the birthday party was largely wasted on her. But, you know, all the adults who were there were able to hang out, Can drink, you be, celebrate. Can you imagine being born in 2016? No. That's nutty butt. It's real weird. Well, um. Yeah, real weird. Yeah. Like, I guess, although it's funny, like, uh, there's um a term, I guess, for our micro generation, the Xenials, mm. whatever, which is like cynicism of Gen X with millennial uh, technological leanings. Tendencies. Yeah, and then we, we grew up in an analog age, but we adopted the digital. We adapted. Yes. So we, uh, we're an interesting sort of like generation that that kind of bridges to are we like cyborgs we are we are half robot i love that (laughs) um but yeah so that they had two birthday things uh then um yesterday visited some friends who were um went to brunch with them they were visiting from up north um so that was good and then um today for fourth july todd and i hopped around to two different parties that was cool you've been partying all weekend seriously i'm exhausted and i have to go back to work tomorrow. i was gonna say four days of exhaustion which went to work for a little bit on one of the days just uh, because you know it's not a weekend without doing a little bit of work well, of course um and then todd and i saw baby driver oh i heard that's good yeah it was i think todd liked it a lot i liked it i didn't yeah. love it yeah but like the problem is though i i don't love the lead in it ansel elgort I think his name is. I have no idea. There's something about him that I didn't totally love. Um, but the rest of the cast is great. And the soundtrack's real good. It has a lot of really cool ideas. Um, I always sort of expect an Edgar Wright movie to sort of be laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Just because... The World's End was fucking hilarious. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies ever. Scott Fuzz. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, like he's done so many things that are so funny, and there are very slapstick too. There are a couple of really funny lines in Baby Driver, but it's not a comedy. It's more of an action movie than anything else. Yeah, and um, and it was cool. Like it was, it definitely feels like a different movie than he's done before. Um, so yeah, it was cool. I nice. liked it a lot. Um, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's not like my favorite of his, but I did like it. Sweet. So yeah, recommend it if you yeah are looking for a movie out there. It's I saw a movie too. What'd you see? The Beguiled. Oh, how was it? It was good, but it was slow. And we went to the 11.40 p.m. showing after doing a pottery class. Not a pottery <laughs> class, like a pottery painting. Those old... It's this really cute place in Los Feliz called uh, Fire Glaze Fire. Okay. And it's right next to the alcove. Super cute. And the owner is super sweet and really pretty. She has mermaid hair. And um, yeah, if you... Uh, you know want to paint some really cool looking stuff not some cheap like color me mine crap <laughs> go over there and check it out nice yeah so that was fun and so but the beguiled was the good beguiled though? was good except we were told because i one of my friends who told us we should see it told us it was a horror film mm. and i was like huh okay we saw it and it, i was like a horror film with nicole kidman what is it the others part two so then it was not, a, it's not a horror film. So don't go in there thinking that or else you're going to get sadly <laughs> unhappy. It's like, I do want to see it just because I like Kirsten Dunst a lot and I love Colin Farrell. You like Kirsten Dunst? I do. I like her You're a lot. the only one. She's so good though. You're like, the only person who has 
ever said that in my entire life since oh my Interview God. with the Vampire. Drop Dead Gorgeous is one of my absolute favorite movies, and she is amazing. Okay, maybe Drop Dead Gorgeous, but and, nobody mentions that with her. And I also do feel like she would have been nominated for an Academy Award for Melancholia if the director uh, hadn't said those things he said. Uh, I don't like her Melancholia. I didn't even uh, like Melancholia. She was so good in it, though. It that is a so... hell of a performance. Ugh. God, yeah, well. That was one of my favorite movies that year. I loved that. Really? Movie. Loved it. Why? It uh it made me feel something. Oh, okay. Like, Good enough. Yeah. I, I it was just Wait, what did the director say? Oh, um, during like a uh like a panel, he said some things that made him sound like a Nazi sympathizer. A uh, smart move. Yeah, he pretty much said, I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing and it's been a while. I think he said something along the lines of that, like, he understood why the Germans did what they did in World War II to the Jews. Wow. Something along those lines. And everyone was just like, all right, I think we're done with this guy. Okay. Your artwork is no longer good. <laughs> and so um, just because that of that, sucks. yeah, like, Melancholia, unfortunately, like, this political you know, shooting himself in the foot completely fucked his movie over yeah. when it came to award season, which I honestly, I thought that Melancholia should have been up for a couple things. Um, especially though, I think, I think it was actually, uh, I think she had a chance at winning best actress or best supporting. Hmm. That's what I, I feel she had a chance anyway, but like not after that was said, like the whole movie was just ignored. Yeah. Completely, which is, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's a great movie. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. But I also forgot to mention last week about the escape room that I mentioned the week before. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. Us all about so it. I was with Mike, the person I um, was the wizard with at Travis's <laughs> birthday. We're half wizard. <laughs> half wizard. And we did this Tesla escape room on Sunset. And it was a six person escape room. It was just the two of Oh, shit. That was weird. It was weird because my sound is off on my computer. Huh. Huh. All right, then. They wanted you to know about those deals. Deals for gamers. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was a Tesla room, and it... Well, it was a six-person room, and we only had two people. It was just me and him. But we beat the room with five seconds to spare. That is a close call. We're fucking brainiacs. That is a squeaker. Yeah. It, but that last moment, we didn't know how to escape the room because you have to escape it at the end, and you have to do one more thing. We didn't real—I thought we were already out of time, so he found the escape, and we looked up, and it was five seconds. We're like, "Fuck, we almost got caught." That's crazy. Yeah, it was cool. It was a very well-earned victory because we worked real fast and real hard for that. Well, I'm glad that you made it. Thank you. And the last thing, I went to Pismo Beach and um, Hearst Castle, San Simeon. Okay, seriously, what is happening to your computer? Fuck that. But that doesn't make sense. There we go. Now it's just going to come out of your earbuds instead. The sound is off. That's really alarming. Yeah. So, okay. uh... Satine's computer is haunted. Yeah, it's haunted. I think the ghost in the shell is in there. So, where was I? Pismo. Yeah, Pismo went down the coast. Uh, Hearst Castle did the tour. It was really beautiful. And um, 
And then I got home and saw it was looking through the new Install magazine, and my artwork is in it. Because I did like a Carly Kloss little artwork that I post on Instagram, and um, yeah, it's in Install. So, That's really cool. And, yeah. and they credit you, right? They credit me. Yeah, so it's cool. I liked it. That's awesome. You are published in InStyle magazine. Right. I think it's an opinion section. It's in the feedback section. So I'm guessing that's an opinion section, even though I didn't write an opinion section thing. Who cares? It's awesome. May I see the page? Yeah, but they found it and there it is. Yeah. Like, well, the important thing is that it got posted and they're not like, they're not saying like, look at this crap, you know? Yeah. I I did um because I the reason I drew this picture was because of their last issue before this one with Carly Kloss. I don't know who like, that is. She's a supermodel. Um, she used to run do runway for Victoria's Secret, but now she's everywhere. She's one of the I think the most well known working models in the industry right now. Well, hopefully you'll get some some more Instagram followers. Yeah. She's also Taylor Swift's best friend. Oh, and my favorite part because I'm tall is she's six two. I'm oh. six more. I'm more than <laughs> six, six two, more. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so. yeah. So uh, tell me more about Pismo. So a uh, Hearst Castle, like, is, what? Why? Why Pismo? We want uh, me and my friend. We wanted to get away, and we didn't want to go all the way up to Big Sur, but we wanted. And I didn't want to go to Palm Springs because I'm always doing the Palm Springs thing. So. We decided on Pismo. Yeah. And nice. we did Morro Bay. We went to Morro Rock. We did a lot of like sightseeing. We saw the sea lions. So is that also like San Luis Obispo? Is that the same sort of area? Yeah. We kind of went up the coast between Pismo to San Simeon. So everything in between is, yeah, San Luis Obispo, Morro Bay. San Luis Obispo is weird because there are no drive throughs Did you notice that? That's not my favorite city. Okay. I actually don't like San Luis Obispo because I feel like it's... The weird tunnel between beach cities. Well, I think it's weird because there's no drive-thrus. It's weird. Even like a McDonald's or a Jack in the Box, you have to park and walk in. It's part of, I guess, their city sort of ordinances or whatever that um, there just are no establishments where you can drive up and get anything and then drive away. So, fun facts with Rob. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Thank I you. wonder if they had a chop sh- shop. <laughs> chop house. Shop house. I don't think they did. Oh, which, by the way, though, those shop house shelves are now painted black Ooh. and up in our bedroom. Ooh. And they're pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, they turned out They turned out good. That's awesome. So good for you. We are shabby chic upcyclers yes, of assorted base, trash. Basically restoration hardware. Right? Seriously. We are, yeah, doing our part. I saving like the world. Reusing things. America. I, um, I don't know. America. Not what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> this is our 4th of July special. <laughs> it all comes back to that, even though our word of the week. Oh, shit. But we won't get there yet. All right. So <laughs> what, are you, what are you playing right now? I haven't honestly been playing much except... Um, yeah, you were out of town. You were running around the town. beach cities. I got this beautiful sty in my eye, so I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. It just looks like you're kind of mid-wink to me all the time. I'm like lazy eye central You're just right sort now. of like, hey, wink. It's just permanently like that. Like, if something is going to go wrong on my body, it will go wrong. That's what mm, I've learned. It's, I'm sorry. I know. It's so sad. So I have this, like, weird half eye <laughs> and one, like, wide eye. And there was this really hot guy that, that smiled at me at, um the convenience store today 
in Pismo, and he looked like Jax from Sons of Anarchy, except he was dressed like a surfer. So he's like a surfer Jax, and I was like, that is so damn hot. <laughs> and he even waited outside at his car to talk to me, but I couldn't. I, I, That's when you just stand sideways and just show the left side. I know, and I was too embarrassed, so I ran to the car and we took off, and then he kind of like was looking at me inside the car like, hey, are we like, going to talk? Yeah, well, and I was like, nope. And he left. I saw him leave the parking lot after we left. So mm. I was like, he actually was waiting for me. That I thought it was all in my head until I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he was beautiful. Oh, well. Maybe he was an eye doctor and he wanted to help. Oh, my God. You might be right. <laughs> he did have a cute car. <laughs> <laughs> so, not playing anything? I am... Oh, Uncharted multiplayer. Okay. Yeah, because um, I'm still doing the Savage Starlight Chloe costume. Savage Starlight. It's so dope. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. So I've been playing that, and I got real mad in the last one because we were doing so well in one of these rounds. And it really sucks when halfway when you're through a match and you were, like, beating the other team by 10 points, and then you notice you're like, they're catching up real quick, and then you lose to them. You get real feisty. Boo. I lose my temper sometimes. You get a little I don't salty. To. I get salty. Well. Um, How about you? What are you playing? Well, I've been uh, dabbling in more Nog on PlayStation VR. Okay. Which has been fun. Uh, Todd actually hung out and um, sort of chimed in on, I think, like three levels worth of it uh, last night when I was playing. Um, and I finished Next Machina. Which, I mean, I, it's I'm counting it as a finish because I did get through the campaign, um, but the game is really meant to be played many, many, many times because it is like arcade style. So it's more about ah. it's all about sort of doing it again and again and again, trying to get a new high score. Cool. Um, but it was really fun. It definitely took you know it took me uh, not just phoning it in in order to finish it because some of those boss battles are a little crazy, but it was fun. That was good. Yeah, sweet. Um, so I'm up to, I think, 17 games now this year. Jeez, um, Rob, you're the bomb.com. I'm working on it. Uh, and then... Um, you're going to beat your last year's 46 games. No, I don't think I'm going to hit... I, it was 44 last year. I don't think I'm going to make it. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I guess we are halfway through the year already. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sort of picking back up now that E3 is over. Yeah. Um, and I actually... Uh, so the game I'm playing right now is an older title. Um, I'm playing Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, which oh, is yeah. it's that standalone expansion they made after yeah. the New Order, and um, I'm about halfway through that right now. And how is it? It's weird. I like I loved the New Order, and um, the Old Blood. I'm not loving as much. I do like the setting that it's in, but it is much more focused on stealth. Than um, I new, hate the new stealth. order was like it's it it's not necessarily like stealth is required, but like at the beginning at least there are these sort of super soldiers who are tethered to um, a power grid, and you have to like sneak behind them and then turn off the power, which takes a good like eight seconds. So you have to make sure that you can't be seen for eight seconds while you do that. And as soon as they're they get overloaded, then you go and you like melee take down them to break their connection to the power grid okay which kills them and um it definitely changes how you play and it establishes a whole sort of different vibe for the game all like completely and so uh it's cool it's just different um but it is 
pretty difficult. I'm actually playing on a not high difficulty level, and I keep dying. Huh. Like, a lot. But it's fun. I'm it's, having a good time. It's first person, right? It is a first person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm having fun with that. I believe it's a prequel to The New Order. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, and it, it definitely, like, it's trying to, like, lean into a little bit of, like, a horror kind of thing. Like, its advertising was very, like, 1940s, 1950s horror. Oh. Um, and so, like, they're kind of leaning a little bit into that. It's definitely, I mean, it is uh, its own experience. It makes sense to me why they sold it as a standalone thing instead of, like, as a add-on for New Order. It feels like Different. its own thing. And it's also, it's kind of long. Like, I just hit Chapter 5 of 8, and I've been playing for about four hours, I believe. So, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty substantial uh, chunk of um, yeah, of content. That's nice. Yeah. I like it when it's worth your while. Yeah, and I think I paid, like, 20 bucks for it, or 14 bucks, something like that. Like, I bought a disc of it at Best That's Buy, a lot like, a thousand for, years ago. For a four-hour game. No, it's going to be, like, I think closer to eight. Okay. Well, for 20 bucks, it better be eight. Well, I'm okay with a $60 game being, like, five hours, as long as they're five really good hours. Hmm. Like, I'm also terrible with money. I don't know if we see eye to eye on that. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't need I don't need a sixty dollar game. I don't to know last if I'd pay forever. sixty dollars for Life is Strange as much as I love Life is Strange. Well, Life is Strange wasn't a sixty dollar game. I know, but I'm saying yeah, but um, because it's a really good game. Well, and then but then there there there's always games like I think what I paid sixty bucks for Alice Madness Returns, which was a game that was you know was fine and it was like eighteen or twenty hours and. The last like ten were completely ne- unnecessary. They were just it, the game was way too long. Hmm. I would have much rather paid sixty bucks and had a really really tight, well created eight to ten hours, and then just be done. Wow. Um. Yeah, I like a game that doesn't overstay its welcome. Okay. You know, just it's like uh, you know, even though I'm paying sixteen bucks to see a movie, yeah, you love getting all of the DLCs to expand games that are like forty hours already. Yeah, but I mean, often that DLC is you know shorter, and it's giving me a new, a new thing. Speaking of games that overstay their welcome, are you still playing anything on Final Fantasy Fifteen? Because they have that new Kingdom thing coming out. Oh, the new mobile game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard the mobile game is not great. It also, I think it's like a style of gameplay I'm not into. Ah. But um, I do want to play Episode Gladio and Episode um. Promptus. Oh, yeah, Promptus. And then, of course, I believe they are doing episode Ignis uh, soon, which, um, I mean, of course, Gladio is my crush from that game, mm-hmm. but Ignis is my favorite of the the of the of boys in the car, and um, Promptus. He's the one with the glasses. Ignis. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, and they call him Iggy. He's the one who does all the cooking. Okay. And he... The he, quasi-gay one is Promptus. Uh, the one who's very, very animated and excited is, yeah, yeah. is Prompto. Um, and Prompto is is voiced by a friend of mine, so um, I do feel like I need to just buy the season pass and do all of the expansion content, mm. just because between all the characters, between like my crush, my favorite of the guys, and voiced by a friend, I do feel like I need to probably experience them well, all. Well, you might as well just buy them all, Rob. Right? Because we know you will. <laughs> Eventually. I might wait until everything's on sale, because I'm not really ready to go back into Final Fantasy XV yet. Gotcha. That, that kind I of did enjoy taste it. in your mouth did it. No, I really, I, I enjoyed the game a lot, but it, you know, I put in the time and I'm ready to sort of walk away for a little bit before I get back in. Yeah. 
And, and right now I'm trying to take a little bit of a break for because um, what Final Fantasy twelve the remaster the Zodiac Age comes out in one week. Sweet. And I've actually never played Final Fantasy. Is it twelve? I think it's twelve. Hmm. I could be wrong on the number, but um, I never played it. So um, I but I've heard really good things from listener friends. Uh, well, you know, Stephen. Wrote yeah, the trailer for Final Fantasy. 12 yeah, yeah, we know someone who worked on the campaign for E3. Yeah, so um, yeah, I've I've heard good things about it, and um, I actually just uh pre-ordered it a little bit ago because um, all the Steelbook Day One editions are starting to disappear from stores. Wow. So uh, if you are still interested in the Zodiac Age, uh, the one place I found is Best Buy. They still have the Steelbooks if you are into it, but Amazon does not anymore, nor does GameStop. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, if you want that Steelbook. I forgot to mention that I did actually watch my roommate play God of War 3. Oh, like through the whole thing? or um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched, you know, good chunks of it, like Hades and some other gods at Gaia. Hades' fight is great. It's pretty epic. It's like an end boss battle. Well, and like it plays with like light and dark so well because it's such a dark scene with just little things that are glowing. Yeah. It's really, it's very it's striking pretty looking. pretty cool. Yeah, um, I liked it. And um, had you played God of War three on your own? I didn't even get through God of War one. What? Yeah, I I liked it. I just didn't like it enough. It's like God of War two is amazing. Like two is just uh, two is the best in the series. I thought three was beautiful when I was watching. I was like, oh, maybe I could get into this after all. No, three is is definitely the one that shows off the you know higher like i mean that was built for the ps3 um but it definitely showed up showed off like what the ps3 could do mm-hmm. and um and of course the remaster for the ps4 is even more impressive but um yeah god of war 2 just sort of took what worked in the first one and it just made it amazing really and then 3 was definitely trying to sort of reestablish what the game could be especially like with the you know the battle on um Oh my god. It might Mount be on Olympus? Gaia. Like the oh. one that's on like the moving Oh yeah, Gaia. Yeah, the, yeah. the battle on Gaia is definitely very impressive just in the whole level is yeah. alive. Yeah, it's really um, cool. But yeah, I definitely um 2. 2's my fave. Are you excited for 4? I am. <gasps> I'm surprised at that response just by looking at your face. No, you don't do you seem like you're I, like I feel I'm like I scare. I feel like I don't know that much about it. Gotcha. And but I'm definitely curious and I do I hope that the sort of relaunch of of Kratos uh is a is a good thing cuz I was talking to a friend and um we were talking about the God of War series, like mm-hmm. the franchise as a whole. Yeah. And how like um and I think I don't know what we were trying to what we figured out. I think it might have been that like we all grew up or also maybe the character just leaned too much into things we didn't like. But like in the when you play the first game, you're like kind of of the mindset of, oh yeah, you know, also, you know, keep in mind this is however many years ago. Yeah. Um so when we played the first one, we were kind of of the mindset of, wow, Kratos is so cool. Look at him go. And then in the second game, it's more of, all right, he's kind of arrogant and Maybe he's not that great of a character. In and then, three, he's super arrogant. But in three, he's just killing everybody. Yeah. And at that point, you kind of... Fucking everyone, killing everyone. You kind of have no sympathy for the man. Yeah. And, like, he hasn't learned anything. He hasn't learned... Like, if anything, in the first game, he was a very tortured character with a very upsetting past. 
And by the third game, you sort of can't help but feel that anything that's happening to him. He's just a raging hard on yeah. trying to fuck everything up. Like, and yeah, he just, <laughs> everything that happens to him, he kind of deserves. Yeah. Like, I, I had little to no sympathy for him by the time three was finished. Hmm. And so I'm hoping that with four, they're doing a, a necessary sort of relaunch and recalibration of his character to make him actually sympathetic or interesting again. Um, because as of where the series ended or like landed thus th- far, he's not to me. Anymore. I think that's probably, even though it doesn't show as much in the first game. I mean, it's there though, is he's so hyper masculinized that it's kind of a turnoff for me who likes more of a sympathetic character, I think. Yeah. And it's, I mean, every single character in that game, except like some of the goddesses, or the people that he's going to have sex with are men. Like, I feel like, and there's a Medusa too, eventually, who's really fucking cool. Well, Athena actually is a really great That's character. That's true. She does help him along the way. Yeah, and I want to say... I forgot about her. I think she's a pretty big part, I want to say, of both one and two. I think it's just because you play him the whole time, and he's so just hyper, like I said, hyper-masculinized. It's just... A big turnoff for me. Yeah. I'm quite the opposite. So, And Gaia actually, I believe, becomes a bigger sort of character in the second game. Oh, really? Um, And, uh, and yeah, so I mean, like, they definitely, they they have some interesting female characters, not many. Um, And, uh, but like, definitely, I, I think Athena was a really interesting character because she is such a, um, she has very real motivations, and if anything, she's using him as a conduit for what she wants done. Well, same with Gaia. Yeah, and Gaia as well. Yeah. And and so um, it is kind of cool to see, you know, the women pull his strings, but he is also a character that's really hard to like yeah, by the time it's done. Yeah, and he is the character that he always gets his way, yeah. the way the game plays out. And it's like, yeah, like you said, he doesn't learn anything because he always gets his way. Which reminds me of a book I'm going to talk about at the end of this podcast. All right, then. <laughs> um, so, uh, guess some, should we learn something before we get into the Let's news? Let's learn something. Let's and learn I'm stuff. I'm thinking you're going to already know this word of the week. Okay. Um, unalienable, to go with our 4th of July theme. Unalienable? Yeah. All right. Well, it means it's something that cannot be alienated or, or uh, sort of um, ostracized. Something like that, or no, inalienable, like an inalienable rights. Yeah, something that can't be, I guess, taken away. Yeah, or... that's it. All right. Yeah, not transferable to another, or not capable of being taken away or denied. All right then. You got it. America. America. Well, we had to do an America. <laughs> that was today's word because it is the Fourth of July. I was like, I want to use that word, <laughs> and Rob is gonna know it, and he's gonna feel so. Smart. I do. I feel very. Do you smart. know what it is, though? Is it a noun, an adjective? It's an adjective. Uh, yeah, it is. I knew you'd know that. I just want to try to confuse you too. <laughs> oh, but it did work. Should have said verb first. You'd be like, yeah, it's a verb. No, no. <laughs> I played enough Mad Libs. Um. So, uh, in the news, there's some stuff. Yeah, there is some stuff. Um, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is out. Yay! And it went straight to number one in Yay. the British charts. Oh, sweet. And it's being like reviewed pretty well. It's selling well. Um, Yay, John. People are into it. 
and uh yeah we uh at at work we we worked on the campaign for that one so um it's great to see the game out in the wild and uh doing well yeah that's it's just it's very nice to see um i see people posting tons of the old crash bandicoot um advertisements when he's dressed up as the the guy in the outfit well they have made new commercials with the guy in the suit as well yeah oh wow but he was fly then and flyer now and buff then and buffer now and uh so he's kratos yes but he's not like you know murdering any gods that's true i mean i haven't played through all the crash games i can't speak authoritatively on that i'm just taking a stab here ah so. I think it's a pretty educated stab. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, another fun little bit of news. Um, one of the mm-hmm. founders of Playdead Studios, the people who made uh, Inside and Limbo, yeah, he went off and started a new studio, and he just released a teaser trailer for his new game. Uh-oh. It's called Somerville, and it... Uh, Per him, this is a quote about it, it's a sci-fi action-adventure that chronicles the lives of key individuals in the wake of a global catastrophe. Um, the, Sounds fun. The teaser trailer doesn't give a whole lot away. Um, it's pretty much like a long zoom-in on the Earth from space, and then you see, like, two barns and some sort of... Uh, light show in the sky uh it looks almost kind of like that scene in ghostbusters where all the the ghosts are converging on dana's apartment um oh. it looks it looks really cool i mean i i love 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 inside in limbo so um i'm definitely Expecting willing to give this thing things. a shot yeah and uh for any of you who have not played inside in limbo which come on they've been out there for a while um they are doing a disc of the two of them uh, hitting retail. I don't know when. I think it's in sometime in July. But um, yeah, watch out for that. If you haven't played them, you should go get that disc because it's awesome. Sweet. So well, that'll be fun. So that is that. Um, do you have any news to talk about? Uh, well, last week you mentioned that Sensei is ending. Its second season is over. It's going to be the final season. However, the fans have spoken. And they will be doing a two-hour special in 2018. Which is great news. I, I think any show that gets like a nice little two-hour sort of movie to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, to wrap that baby up. Like, that's really nice. So they don't end on like a cliffhanger or... Yeah. It was a really know. cute little note that... I th- I don't remember if it was Alana Wachowski or um, her sister who wrote the letter. But it was just a really cute letter to the fans and how... Their voices obviously mean a lot to the networks and to make something as special to them as Sensei is a reality that can go a little bit further. So, yeah, it was really cute. If you have a chance, I'll, maybe I'll repost it. But um, yeah, I thought that was great news that they yeah. are getting to wrap up their show. I mean, even though it probably didn't have the biggest amount of viewers, I would say that they're probably the most committed viewers to the show i definitely think yeah they, they've definitely committed viewers but yeah i don't think they had the numbers to warrant how expensive that show is to yeah. make can't they, they just tr- green screen everything <laughs> then it would look like the new season of uh, arrested development which had you know oh god problems <laughs> um, <Head> issues <laughs> but yeah um but that is that is very good news though yeah um there's a new futurama game that just came out for ios Ooh. I love Futurama. Um, I am afraid to start it. Like, I've heard good things, and I've heard it has, like, I think a, an entire episode worth of new writing for it. 
Wow. Um, which, of course, I want to get back into it because, or I want to get into it because it's Futurama, and I, I would love to go back into that world. Totally. However, it is. It's like Simpsons tapped out. It's a city builder, I think, and you know where you use real time, in, you know, for things to happen, and um, or you can, you know, pay the premium currency to to speed things up. And um, I did Simpsons tapped out for about three years, and by the time I was done, that game was kind of like a job, and I just couldn't do it anymore, and I had to stop. Huh. And so Futurama. I probably will download and play it soon just because I love the franchise. But didn't need another game like that in my life, though. Wow. So I'm afraid to start it. But I'm also excited. I don't know. I, well, so I many emotions. Futurama. I know. I hear you. I am excited that Elvira will be in the new Infinite Warfare Absolution. Mm. So that's a new expansion for Infinite Warfare, expansion, right? The zombie expansion. And it's going to be set in like a 1950s horror film type setting. And she's basically going to guide you through it and help you try to survive. That is pretty awesome. I fucking love Cassandra Peterson. She, I I feel like she's having so much fun now as that character. Like, I feel like she's having more fun now than Elvira had in her heyday. Almost like she's well, just. Well, I think she's her fan base is definitely more like now retro, like retroactive, maybe if that's even the right word to use. But yeah, I think a lot of fans that she didn't have back then realize, oh wait, I did love her back then. I just didn't know much about her, and now she's like up and coming again. And it does seem like she's sort of found a like new life beyond the Elvira character as Cassandra Peterson. Yeah, like I mean, it's similar to you know uh, Paul Rubens was just. Pee Wee Herman, you know, and like yeah. that's everyone knew him as Pee Wee. Didn't matter. Like that's all he was. And if anything, like because no one knew who I don't think anyone really knew who Cassandra Peterson was. She was just she Elvira. She wasn't in much. I mean, she did the Westworld. She the original oh, Westworld okay. she was in. She was the madam. I didn't know that. Yeah, and she did do some other things of which I cannot think, but I mean, but her movies. Her Elvira, Mistress of oh, the Dark. I love that movie. That movie is, if you have not seen it out there, that's a, like a five-star 80s film. It's a great movie. And it has, oh, God, what's her name? Edie McClurg. Oh, as Chastity. As, um, and she's so good. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. And, of course, Elvira has all those great one-liners about sex. Well, that one line that she says, uh, I, I, I forget what it is, but it's um, more or less she's like... Uh, you know, people can, uh, God, people could describe me with two words or two simple words. I don't I, care which two words they are, just as long as they're simple. Something like that. Any like, two, as long as they're simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just such a great line. Like, you could describe There's me with two words. so many. Any two, really. One hit. Uh, or, yeah, one hit. Or liners. One liners, yeah. liners, yeah. Uh, what was the one hit wonders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie probably shaped my childhood because I thought I was going to be here growing up. And um, every 7-Eleven at the time had an Elvira stand-up, one of those cardboard stamps, because yeah. I think she was the model for Coca-Cola or Pepsi at some point. Probably for like a Halloween promotion. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, she I idolized her. I've seen that movie a hundred times when I was a kid. Never knew it was about sex until I got older. Oh my God, yeah. That's... But it, the whole damn thing is about sex. Yeah. But it's in the best and cheesiest way possible. Well, and the Simpsons have a character based off of Elvira. And voiced by Cassandra, is it? Is, I don't know if it's voiced by her or not. No. I don't think it is, but um, her name is Booberella. Oh, yeah, yeah, Booberella. <laughs> I'm surpri- I'd be surprised if she wasn't voiced by her. 
I think they probably just had one of their normal sort gotcha, of cast people like do it, just voice. so they could use her for like little jokes here and there without bringing yeah. in a full-on guest star. Yeah, so um, good. Yeah. So I'm glad she's now doing. Um, she did video games in the past, and of course she has all the pinball machines that she yes. did and other stuff like that. But now, yeah, coming into the new millennium, um, Absolution. So nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, also in news, um. This was actually brought to my attention by listener Jim. Hey, Jim. Um, Jim sent me this a while ago, and uh, I was the worst, and I never watched it. The worst witch. Until tonight. Um, The trailer for a game called Visage, and um, it looks creepy as hell. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Yes, Satine and I watched it together, and um, that trailer was unnerving. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And it's coming to what? PC, Xbox One, and PS4, so I can play it on my consoles. Uh, which we were kind of surprised that we didn't see it for PSVR. Which I don't know if I can handle that game in VR. It looks upsetting. But isn't that the point? Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, you played Resident Evil, Resident yeah. Evil 7. I do the whole thing, though. I did know I needed to pull back every now and then and let that just be in 2D. Um, but yeah, Visage looks really interesting. It's a sort of haunted house slash like surreal first person puzzle yeah. game. Kind looks of, like. Yeah. Like the 11th hour kind of situation. Totally. It looks, it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm curious if there's any combat in it or if it's just kind of like, uh, Amnesia, the Dark Descent where you just need to just run. Oh God. Like some clock tower action yeah, some of the best horror games you're defenseless so i'm kind of curious it looks it looks really um cool uh, though so thank you know. for for bringing that to our attention because i had never even heard of it before apparently it was kickstarted yeah the only way i could play a game like that is if i'm streaming it so i don't feel like i'm completely submerged into it but also if i have somebody with me mm. i could not do that on my alone in the dark nope not nope, gonna happen nope 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 no Cool. Well, that's all the news I have. Do you have oh, any? Well, I have one more. Do you have got more stuff? Other than Comic Con countdown is now starting. I mean, it's this oh, month. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah Comic Con's in weeks. like two weeks. Two weeks away. Wow. Isn't that crazy. Which I'm going to be there. So if you even if you're there and hi, <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. You're probably okay. like, I don't give a fuck, but I'll be there. <laughs> um, and okay, so I have this article: Why some men don't work. Video games have gotten really good. That's the title of it. Okay. Um, New York Times. And basically, they're saying by 2015, American men ages 31 to 55 were working about 163 hours fewer a year than the same age group did in 2000. Really? Yeah. Men 21 to 30 were working 203 fewer hours a year. All right. That's then. a fucking lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, how many weeks is that? Five. That's it. So a 40 month. hours a week. So they're working about a month and a week less. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So like, what's the, so the reasoning? The reasoning is because they're now playing video games. And they, because games are so immersive that they're taking more time off work to play games. Good for them. Yeah. Well, you play games at work, so that doesn't yeah. count. Well, and I also tend oh. to stay up very late playing games. You stay games. very late. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm trying to make the most of my days by working long hours, and then I come home and I yeah. play games. And I couldn't. See, as you can see, my eyes start to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, and so it's saying in the study, women don't really show too much of a difference in it, which I'm thinking maybe they didn't really study enough women because I bet you that a ton more women are playing video games and their hours have gone up playing video games rather than working. Yeah. But it could also be because because there's so many men not working and playing video games, they're taking their jobs, so they're actually working more hours. That could be. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. But it's kind of like... um me right now where it's like well i could work less now when i'm young and beautiful and work more when i'm 80 when it doesn't really fucking matter nobody's trying to fuck me (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know why we retire when we're old we should retire when we're young and then work when we're old until we're dead because we're still we're more social when we're old anyway we don't mind doing (laughs) shit like that (laughs) uh retirement retirement sounds so nice I like working. Join me. I like working. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. That that was an interesting article. Needed a funnier title, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, like how Bioware are making women ugly. Why some men don't work? Video games have gotten really good. Yeah. That is a weird headline. It's a weird headline. And also, I do kind of wonder if there's got to be more to it. Like, it's a false correlation or something. Or it's just like, you know, watch. These are all jobs where, like, their shit got automated in the last year or something. Like, I, I just wonder if there's, like, more to it. Well, they're, they're saying that the reason is because back in the 80s and 90s, the games had, were like, Mario Brothers, and they had an endpoint. Yeah. Like, I guess A to B. Now there's, like, The but Witcher, now, where you can spend 200 hours. It's an infinite length of games, so you're constantly just playing it. Yeah, you can just play Overwatch forever. Forever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was at least. Yeah. I mean, it's a typical uh, microcosm of our society and the way they're starting to act. So, yeah. Neat. But that's it. What's your crush? Uh, my crush is the strong, silent type. Uh, As usual. Yes. Uh, is Gordon Freeman from Half Life and Half Life 2. Um, he is a. Where's Half Life 3? Mm, it's not out yet. You should check that Twitter account <laughs> and see what. No. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah, Gordon Freeman is—he's uh, a scientist, and he has—he's a bis—he's a like he has spectacles and a goatee and um, a crowbar, and he never says a word through any of the Half Life games. He's just so quiet. he's just like Tom Hardy in Mad Max. Pretty much grunts, yeah. Like, and, and, and he is—he is awesome. He's a cool character who has great adventures because the games are real good, um, which makes it so sad that Half Life Three isn't out yet. And um, but yeah, he is—he—he um, he is kind of the ultimate everyman, and that you never really see him. He's just quiet, so it's really easy to imprint yourself onto him. Um, but like you know, even in the art I've seen, he is—you know—he's a, a reasonable looking dude. Yeah. Everything's in the right place. Sweet. And he looks like, you know, the kind of scientist who kills things with a crowbar. I you like know, that. When, when bad shit happens. Suddenly Seymour. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Gordon Freeman, my crush of the week. I love it. How's about you? Uh, mine's for the third week in a row. I pretty much, I think it's the third week in a row. A Life is Strange character. Oh, my God. Always with the Life is but Strange. This will be the last one, and she's my favorite. Okay. 
Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Chloe part two. Chloe 2.0. <laughs> Don't tell the other Chloe I said that. But um, she's got blue hair. She's punk rock magic. And you really, as, because you play Max in the game, so as her best friend, you really kind of are able to understand this relationship and this type in her as a character. And it's more psychological and emotional than just playing a video game. Yeah. It's like you're part of the, their lives and you feel like your actions are very detrimental to who they either become because, you know, the game plays with time and going shifting back and forth in time or like their relationship and how like what they meant to each other. And it's I know you haven't finished the game. I really need to apparently. But you have to finish it. That's all I'm going to say. It's <laughs> one of the fucking best games out there. So Chloe, gorgeous. I mean, I swear if she was a real person, I would date her 100% and like <laughs> live such a happy, adventurous life. Because <laughs> she's so hot. And of course, I kissed her in the game. I'm just going to oh. say that. There's a there's a choice where she like gives you like a little dare. And she's like, I dare you to kiss me. Because she's like seeing how punk rock Max is. And you can either kiss her or not. I'm gonna, I went all in there. Just go for it. I know. There should have been like... like um, French kiss option. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can either just do what she says or you can really do what You're she really says. Going there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so Chloe, I love you. All right, so no more Life is Strange crushes. That's it. Until the prequel comes out. And then I'll recrush <laughs> oh, no. on her. <laughs> but then it'll be the different voice. Yeah, the different voice. So it's a brand new character. Yeah, okay. uh, I want to talk about yeah. book two. Yeah, I see something in your hand there. Yeah, so Mike. Gave me um, this awesome Wonder Woman. It's a graphic novel by Jill Thompson. It's called Wonder Woman, The True Amazon. And it's really beautifully designed. Jill Thompson, sorry, yeah, Jill Thompson, she wrote it, but she also illustrated all the pages. Oh, my God. How long did that take? Jesus. This is basically her baby. And, um, well, she was saying, like, each page, like, to paint and color and everything took about up to 18 to 40 hours depending on the page so it's definitely a labor of love and the story though is quite different it stays in um i'm gonna butcher it themiscura okay the paradise island yeah and it's basically her upbringing and how she is this bratty child who gets everything um diana when she's a child and she basically gets everything that she wants and by the end she learns from her mistakes on how to become a noble person and, you know, start doing things for people other than herself. So it's really interesting. I would definitely give it a recommendation. But not if you want a classic story. It's definitely got a life lesson to it, and it's not a happy-go-lucky kind of book, I will say. If you want a feel-good story, this is not the one. (laughs) <laughs> so still that is really cool though that she just did everything yeah yeah it's beautifully illustrated it's all watercolor so i think it's really cool and thank you mike for this beautiful present it's a nice book too it has cool texture just to the cover even yeah so, so very, very nice exciting so we're, um, rob and i are trying to come up with a name for my 
little graphic novel section of the podcast, which I tend to bring up from time to time, because he has the vinyl frontier. I do. And I need one for my graphic novels. Keith had come up with, what was it? He just said it. Oh, I I don't think I heard graphic. Him. I don't think I, I heard forget. him. All right, well, come up with a name yeah, for my section. Tweet your suggestions and uh, let us know. Um, let us know what you think. Yeah. And actually, if you want to know where you should be tweeting at that sort of stuff, Satine, how can they reach you? You well, you can reach me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter, or Satine on Twitch. And I am Fast Danger on Twitter, and Mister Gladstone, where Mister is spelled out, on Instagram and Twitch. Yeah, and you could reach the podcast where you can give me your ideas on my new section, uh, Bit Diff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can email us at, at bitdiffpodcast at gmail dot com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play. We do read those things. Yes, we do. And I'm waiting for all of you <laughs> to comment and Which, rate. When you say that you are waiting with your eye the way it is, it makes me feel like you're waiting for me to comment. I was just like, what are you implying? My half eye. Yeah, the half eye always looks like you're sort of up to something or that like I should be doing something, but I'm failing to do it and I feel like I'm missing a cue. Like I can't even be like have a sexy look to me right now. It's like no matter how I look, I either look like I'm dumb or like I'm basically thinking about something which is not the case. I I'm think just you're doing. Want, I'm just trying to seduce you. I think you're doing the sexy sty thing. I think it's kind of working. Ooh, the sexy yeah. sty eye. Yeah, sexy sty eye. Disgusting. <laughs> I should never wear makeup ever again. But why? Because that's how I got this. Oh, really? I, I think it was from waterproof mascara. Like a chunk of it got wedged Ooh. up because it's waterproof, so it's not going to dissolve if oh, it gets yeah. stuck up there. And I couldn't get it out, and I think it got stuck and. It's living there. That so, sounds terrible. Well, yeah. feel better. I hope that gets better. I know. I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow, and hopefully if, yeah, maybe maybe it's infected. Oh, this is a great way to end this podcast. Right? Yeah, let's talk about, like, eye woes. I sty with my little eye. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and ciao Bye-bye. <laughs>